0: Hi, guys! Welcome back to Typically Peachy. How's everyone doing? Happy Thursday if it's Thursday for you. We're almost done with the week, which means we are heading into the weekend. And thank goodness, because I feel like since last weekend, I have just been longing for the weekend again. I feel like I may say that pretty often, but this past weekend was so good, so full. That I just want another one. So that's what's new with me. I'm longing for the weekend. Very original thought, Emma. I am excited to kind of chill, get my life in order this weekend, because last weekend we had friends in town, which was so fun, but also meant that it wasn't exactly a normal weekend in the city. But it was really a great one. We went to Second City, saw some comedy. I love Second City. We had a great time. But I will say, I think I prefer stand-up comedy to improv. There's just something about that one person doing a full set that they've prepared, but somehow they make it sound like it's off the cuff. I don't know, I find it to be so impressive, especially when they start with something in the beginning of their set, and then that comes back at the end of it. I love that. I love when they tie it up in a bow. But even though at Second City we did see an improv show instead, that was still so great and we actually hadn't been since we've moved to Chicago. So that was kind of a nice treat for us. Other than that, it felt like it was activity after activity. I felt like I had the true two days to my weekend as opposed to doing like absolutely nothing on Sunday and just being sad the whole time that the week is going to start. I was proud of that. I was proud that I didn't get the Sunday blues. We went to brunch, I was productive, I got some editing done, some other personal project planning, and then also I got to relax at the end of the weekend. So it felt very good to take advantage of the entire weekend like that. And now here we are, counting down the days, counting down the minutes that it's the weekend again. But until we get to go back into the premiere time of the week, let's make it through with a little help from this episode, keeping us entertained keeping us informed, starting out with what's hot this week. You guys may have seen this news come out. I don't know why, but it kind of shocked me. I'm curious if it shocked you guys too. The headline is, from Hypebeast.com, HBO Succession is Ending with Season 4. Jesse Armstrong, the series creator and executive producer, confirmed the news in an interview with The New Yorker. He said, It's been a bit tortured and I felt unexpectedly nervous about talking to you because it's all theoretical until this point and I've tried to keep it theoretical for a whole number of reasons. Who knows about the psychological reasons, but the creative ones were that it felt really useful to not make the final, final decision for ages. You know, there's a promise in the title of Succession. I've never thought this could go on forever." Armstrong further shared that he is anticipating the aftermath of the show's end and is preparing himself for that certain feeling of emptiness that follows working on a series like this. He admitted, "'I feel sad, and I have the circus has left town feeling that everyone gets who works on a production this good, and this one particularly so. I imagine I'll be a little bit lonely and wandering the streets of London in a funk and wondering, what the F did I do?' I'll probably be calling you up in about six months asking if people are ready for a reboot. Hypebeast writes that season 4 will reveal whether Waystar Royco will actually be acquired by Alexander Skarsgård's Lucas Matson, and may finally give fans the answer of who will succeed Logan Roy as the company's CEO, if it survives the acquisition at all. Succession season 4 premieres March 26th on HBO. Alright everyone, how do we feel? I love the description that Jesse Armstrong gave about what he thinks that he's gonna feel like after this ends. Definitely an element of comedy in there, but I'm sure it is pretty sad creating a show like this and seeing it end. But I will say, I think they're making the right decision. And this is coming from somebody who loves Succession, but sometimes ending a show before it reaches a decline is a really good idea. I think back on some of these limited series that in my mind were so, so good that I love them from start to finish, like Big Little Lies comes to mind. and that, I think was only two seasons. This is gonna have four. I'm sure that they're gonna give us a lot of answers. I hope that they give us a lot of answers. They had better not leave things up in the air. That's the only thing that I will not like. I hope they end it in a really good, smart, thoughtful way. Which I'm sure that they're going to, but I guess we'll see. I know for some people, their favorite shows have been ruined in the final season. So here's hoping that this doesn't happen with Succession. But I think too, in particular, this show, the storyline of it, the main plot, I think can only go so far. At this point, it's kind of like we just want the answers to some of the questions we had from last season. Because eventually Logan Roy will be gone. So what's going to happen then? I feel like this is a series that one day years from now I will revisit and rewatch it all. And it won't even be that time consuming because it's only going to be four seasons. So I'm sure there are mixed opinions as there always are when shows end. But for some people that I have talked to about this, they've been feeling kind of similar to what I'm feeling It's still a great show. It's going to be sad that it's over, but it's going to be ending on a high, and you really can't be mad at that. Let me know what you guys think, and if you are as excited for season four as I am to see how this all comes to an end, make sure to tune in on March 26th on HBO. All right, guys, that's it for what's hot. Now let's get right into what's good. I have a show to recommend. It is a docudrama, it is on Netflix, and it is called Full Swing. Here's your summary. This immersive documentary series follows a diverse group of professional golfers on and off the course across a relentless season of competitions. Very short and sweet summary. I feel like a lot of the Netflix shows have very short and sweet summaries, but I'll tell you guys a bit more about it. Whether you are a golfer or you have never played a game of golf in your life, I feel like this show could be for you. I say that because I am not a golfer at all. Yes, I've been on a golf course before. Yes, I've seen golf on TV before. But if you were to have asked me to name five golfers prior to watching this show, I do not think that I could have done it. Just being honest, I think I probably could have given you three, maybe four. I'm just not a golfer, you guys, but my dad loves golf, so I have gotten some exposure to it. But I have to say, knowing as little as I did going into it, I found it to be so incredibly entertaining. It felt like my eyes were being opened to this whole other world that is in-depth, that has deep rivalries is obviously incredibly competitive, also an environment that seems to be changing a lot recently. I think as far as sports go, unless you play golf or you're really interested in watching or following golf, it's not one that is so top of mind. Especially in the United States, football I feel like is everywhere. And then outside of the United States, soccer, or you may call it football, is also everywhere. And then of course, depending on where you're from, depending on what you like, what you watch, you may be heavily surrounded by other sports. Like I love going to baseball games. I love watching the Olympics, so I'll see gymnastics and track and swimming there. Sometimes I'll go to a hockey game. But even sports like hockey, baseball, soccer, football, those are sports that I feel like people frequent more often even if they're not heavily involved in following those games or those teams. It's more a part of culture. It's an activity to do. But golf, I feel like people that are there that are watching these people, they're diehard fans. They're running across the course to see the next swing. It's such an interesting environment. It's also a beautiful environment, at least from what they were filming. I felt like there were so many good days that they were playing in. So visually, it was just very nice to watch. And then also, of course, it was so drama-filled. Like I said, this is a docudrama. It focuses on key players in the sport, key tournaments, and then also changes happening in the sport. I feel like because every episode focused on a different player, I like that I was able to learn about a multitude of players as opposed to just one or two. And then also, because each of these episodes has a competition element to it, You want the person that they're focusing on for that episode to win, which is kind of a unique thing for a show, even in a documentary, because in this case, there are so many main characters, which I felt like was a really smart way to do it because you got the sense that that's how it actually is in the sport as well. It seems like those on top are always kind of fluctuating and trying to keep that top spot. I thought it was great. I think it's still trending on Netflix. Only one season is out. But Netflix, give me more. I want another season. And I imagine that those that do love golf, that are very ingrained in the sport, I'm sure this would be really fun for them to watch as well. Because I think about the things that I'm very interested in. And if there was, in theory, a show like this that followed like top designers or people in fashion or podcasters or whatever it may be, I think I would be incredibly entertained. So this show's for everyone, guys. If you have not yet seen it, again, it is called Full Swing, and you can watch it on Netflix. Next up for what's good, I have a decor product for you guys, something to add to your home. It's a decorative item that definitely serves a function, and I could be wrong about this, but I feel like a lot of people that are newly in a home may not remember that this is an option for decoration. That may sound like a weird thing to say, and again, maybe I'm wrong about it, but what I'm talking about is a wall clock. I would really love to know, maybe I'll do a poll about this one day, of who has a wall clock in their home. Because growing up, we had one, but I kind of forgot that it was an option for me to have one in my own place. Because I feel like nowadays, if ever we're going to check the time, we're looking at our phone or any other digital device that's around us. So a wall clock maybe seems obsolete, but I love them. You guys know me, I've shared that I love watches before, but a wall clock, I don't think I've ever shared with you guys. And I just so happen to purchase a new one, which is also the first one I've ever purchased for one of my personal homes. So clearly a very big deal. I bought this clock from Seattle when I went to go visit my sister. I got it at the store Retrofit Home, which is a Seattle store. If you're ever there, it's really cute, has really great home decor pieces. My sister bought a vase there as well. But if you're not in Seattle, you're still looking for this clock. You can actually buy the clock brand from a number of different places online. The brand is Infinity. If you just type in infinity clock onto the world wide web, you will find it. And the one that I got looks very retro. It's square. It looks like you could find it in a diner. It's so cute. I got it in the color meadow mist. It's this minty bluish green. I love it. And it's really nice to just be able to look up and see the time as opposed to feeling like I have to tap my phone to figure that out. You know, it's just something that we don't actually need our phones for, but the convenience makes it feel like we do. So this has been a nice little change. Maybe it can be one for you too. Next up for what's good, I have a fashion item and it is something that I am currently obsessed with. I love it so much. It's so cute. It's so comfy. And with this purchase, I was manifesting slightly warmer weather, just slightly I'm not being greedy here, okay? Because what this item is, is a puffer vest. It is from the brand Aloe. It is the Gold Rush Puffer Vest in black. I have to preface by saying this vest is a bit of a pretty penny. It's not outrageous, but it is a little higher than I think a vest should be, in my opinion. But I will say, I think it's worth it, guys. I really, really do. And I did a lot of research before I bought it because I was looking for something very similar to this, but I kind of thought that I would have a ton of options. You know, a black puffer vest, there are a ton of those out there. But I also wanted one that was good quality, that looked online like it was going to be a really nice length, and I wanted it to look comfy without it looking too bulky, which I feel like is a very fine line with vests sometimes, and this one is just so perfect. I don't think they had more colors online when I bought it but when I was reading the reviews I think it does come in other colors so maybe they were just out of stock of those but I did want something that was really versatile that I could wear all the time and this is definitely that. So hope for me that the weather gets just a little bit warmer in Chicago This past weekend was beautiful. This week has been pretty rainy. still pretty cold. But warmer days are coming, you guys. I can feel it in the air. So make sure to get your vest just in time. All right, guys. And last up for what's good, your song. Don't Stop the Car by Blake Rose. As always, you can find it on our playlist, Typically Peachy, What's Good on Spotify. And now, as we reach the end of this episode, we are going to bring it back full circle to what I spoke about in the beginning, which is the full weekend. Now, you guys may be thinking, Emma, what are you saying? A weekend is a weekend is a weekend. I'm here to tell you that that is incorrect. We're here to talk about reclaiming the weekend, the 54-hour weekend, now, you may be thinking to yourself, what is the 54 hour weekend? I'm so glad that you asked. Let me give you some background. This past weekend, we saw one of our friends and we were talking to him. And he was saying that, in particular, on Sunday, he was feeling sad. And this was right after we had just gone to brunch. And he was saying that that was kind of the highlight of the day. That was the last fun thing that he was doing during his weekend. And then he was just going back home and he had to get some work done. So he felt like his weekend was over, even though this was only like 1 or 2 p.m. in the day. Let's think about that for a second. We get, for the most part, I know not everyone has the same schedule, but as it pertains to the traditional 9 to 5 working 5 days a week off 2 days a week, out of 7 days, we get 2 days of free time. Two days to rest or have fun or whatever it is that you want to do, two days out of the seven days in a week. And if you zoom out a bit more, there are 365 days in a year, there are 52 weeks in a year. So out of those 52 weeks, you get one Saturday and one Sunday every week. Right? Okay, so fifty-two Saturdays, fifty-two Sundays. That number I think could slightly change depending on what day the year started on, I'm guessing. But the point is, roughly 52 Saturdays, roughly 52 Sundays, if you operate on the basis that you are going to not enjoy your full Sunday and you're only going to fully enjoy one weekend day, that means you are only essentially experiencing 52 free days out of the entire year, not accounting for holidays, time off, whatever, whatever. But you guys get where I'm coming from. We cannot be intentionally cutting our weekends in half just because we get the Sunday scaries. So I am here to say that we need to start experiencing the 54-hour weekend. Now, I understand that there's only 48 hours in two days, but I am accounting for the fact that I think the weekend starts on Friday night. Okay, so 54 hours means your weekend starts on Friday at 6 p.m., Even though I think it should start earlier so that you can go to a happy hour, but I know that's not the case for a lot of people, so we're gonna say six. Even though that's not all encompassing, so from six p.m. on Friday to eleven fifty-nine p.m. on Sunday, I want to challenge all of you, myself included, to have the fullest weekends that we can possibly have. I know it's not always easy to not get discouraged by all the responsibilities you have in front of you that may feel overwhelming or stressful or whatever it may be. But I think we really have to embrace the time that we have. On Friday, the clock strikes six. Maybe go get a drink or just leave your house, take a walk, separate the workday from the weekend, then maybe go to dinner, a comedy show. That's what I did. Then on Saturday, plan an activity, I went to brunch, then I chilled, went to dinner, went out at night. I'm realizing there was a lot of restaurants involved in my weekend this weekend. But like I said, it was a bit of a special one because we had friends visiting. And then Sunday rolled around. Some more brunch. Some more hanging out with friends. I came back, got some work done. Power of productivity on a Sunday. For me, that always makes me feel great. If I have a little bit of fun, a little bit of relaxation a little bit of productivity, and then some more relaxation. That's a great Sunday. Also, getting out of the house on Sunday specifically, I feel like allows you to embrace it a bit more. And then we ended our weekend by my boyfriend cooking us a nice meal. We watched a movie. Like I said, it just felt so full. And even though I wasn't thrilled to start the week, It was really great to treat Sunday in particular like an actual weekend day. It's so easy to get consumed by the week up ahead. So with a weekend on the horizon just a couple days away, guys, let's all try to be fully in it. And on Sunday, don't you dare count the hours until the weekend is over. Instead, embrace every single minute, every single moment, down to the last second. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope that you have an amazing rest of your week. A fantastic weekend. Spend some time with the people that you love. Say something nice to a stranger. Enjoy your 54-hour weekend. And don't forget to stay peachy, my friends. (laughs)